HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Today's program has been brought to you by TechServe, New York's original and still the best Apple computer, iPod, and iPhone store and repair shop. For more information, visit TechServe.com. Listening to Let's Eat In on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Kathy Airway. We're here at Roberta's as usual, and it's a sultry, hot, summery, mm-hmm. hot, hot, humid Monday in Brooklyn. Um, but this weekend, do stick around. Um, don't let the weather get you down because this weekend is going to be an annual bash called the Great Hot Dog Cookoff. And I'm proud to have um the the event's ho- uh no founder and and president we could call you the president right yeah uh <laughs> that's Kara Massey hi hi thank you for having me here today this is really exciting so this is the seventh annual event that you've been doing seventh annual hot dog cook-off basically yeah it started as like a really really small gathering of my friends in my backyard um just playing around trying out different hot dog combinations yeah Yeah. and over the years it's grown and this year we're over at the um pfizer factory building over in south williamsburg and we'll have probably six or seven hundred people wow eating hot dogs and making hot dogs so it's uh it's grown quite a bit and it's kind of exciting you know there's a lot of hot dogs in town but this is I just I can't get over how much I love this event. Um, whether or not you like hot dogs, it's purely a fundraiser for the food bank for New York City. Um, it has been always been a charity. Uh, one, I think the first year was for Bark Animal Shelter. Yeah, and did. then one year was like for the food bank, and then one year was for City Harvest. City Harvest, right? Yeah, it's been great. It's uh, it's kind of amazing that we've been able to leverage hot dogs to raise money. And, um, you know, hot, what's, hot dogs are just so, they're just so classic. And, and considerable sum of money for the food bank, too. Yeah, our uh, our goal is to raise about $10,000 this insane. year. That's insane. And um, we, we beat that last year. And so... <laughs> um, 
once we have our expenses covered and we try to keep our expenses really low by getting a lot of sponsors on board, everything goes to the food bank. And so um, what they do is they spend the money on food pantries, on cooking classes for, uh, for folks, uh, for advocacy and legislative work to help improve access to, uh, to food. And it's really great. And so they work in all, all the five boroughs, and uh, we're really excited to be partnering with them again. And there's about 3 million people in New York City right now that are, um, are dependent on uh, food banks and, and similar pantries for food. And so it's great that we can help them out. I love I love the juxtaposition of people eating a lot of hot dogs <laughs> in order to feed a lot of people. It's a little bit ridiculous, <laughs> but you know, it, it you know, if there is a market, there's people out there that that like to eat crazy ridiculous foods and uh, I'm one of them and you know, mm-hmm. I've managed to uh, bring on a lot of people who are also into that. And so uh, to use that, to play off of that, to raise money is really great. And um, I think what makes this cook-off a little different than some of the other events is that it is really all about the charity. So mm-hmm. it's fun. And it's all about a single, very quintessentially <laughs> f- you know, basic food, which is a hot dog. But the things that people do with the hot dogs are pretty wild and creative. Yeah, including yourself. And, <laughs> and Kathy has competed several years. Um, I remember a sushi dog. Yeah, the sushi roll, maki roll, hot um, dog. The dog, the year when you used a cucumber as a bun, where you hollowed out a, a cucumber and inserted It was your really hot. hot. It was great. All the, all the judges were saying, oh, so refreshing. Was, yeah, that was a great dog. Thanks. So you're competing again this year. Yes, I am. What can people expect? Hey, I'm interviewing you. <laughs> this, is, this is my opportunity to ask you. I've been. You're like I have no idea what you're gonna do. I'm yeah, scared. I want to hear. I want to hear. <laughs> okay, my dog is gonna be called the hot dog pling, <laughs> and you can chalk that up to whatever you will. But um, I think that if you know anything about me, you probably can guess what it's okay. what that is. All right. Oh, don't blink. <laughs> so you're going to prep all the stuff ahead of time? You're going to make all, all the, <laughs> I the think so. I might have no, to make good. a few on site. No, I It's going to be crazy. It's going to be like, remember that year that I tried to steam Asian steam buns on a grill? <laughs> yes. That's what makes the event so fun, though, because it's, it's just so ridiculous. And people get really ambitious with their mm-hmm. hot dogs. And... It's kind of exciting, and, and most of the time it's a home run, but sometimes, you know, everyone gets to see the chefs kind of like in the weeds and crazy, and that's, yeah, that's also kind that of exciting. True. You get to see everyone prepping them out and serving them up live Yeah, at just, each station. It's pretty wild yeah. and sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any, like, limitations? So everyone gets, first of all, Apple Gate mm-hmm. uh, organic hot dogs. Or what, yeah. what are they? They're just all natural, no yeah. hormones and all that stuff. Yeah, right? absolutely. No no hormones, uh, 100% beef. And so they've donated all the hot dogs. So, all, right. So we the get, them. get them. All the get them. So might as well use them. So, so I think almost all of the, the chefs are using the Applegate dogs this year. Okay. And then uh, for the first time ever, we have a professionals competition. So we have five restaurants and... Uh, meat shops that are competing and the requirement the for meat them. hook yeah. Gramercy Tavern Marlo and Daughters yeah Brooklyn Bangers they're great yeah May Monet Nide 
Maimonide. Maimonide just dropped out this morning. Oh, you know, Mile were, End. They're, they're going to be, be there? They're going to be great. So awesome. um, the requirement for them is that they all make their dogs from scratch. Ooh. So uh, we'll see how it goes. This is a multifaceted event. That's cool. Yeah, I'm excited. That's I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So is there any rules beyond you should make sort of a hot dog? Like how... What happens? Like, uh, well, we just the requirements are just that you make enough servings for about three hundred people, and you know we don't serve up a whole hot dog to everyone. We get bites. This way, everyone can try right. a lot. So just just to the like to to keep everyone at bay, like because I remember one year where a certain <laughs> friend of ours made a dish that didn't have any hot dogs in it. <laughs> yes, but we, it was. <laughs> we have a friend who did a um. And a tube of ice cream inside a homemade brioche. Yeah, it was, it was really ambitious. But everyone who tasted it said it was delicious, not necessarily a hot dog. And because the, um, the ice cream melted so quickly, it didn't even resemble the yeah, shape. That's of true. That. So you know, we've kind of we've kind of loosened it up. I mean, we try to keep away from sausage and try to stick to hot dogs, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, people are getting creative. It doesn't have to be served on a bun. People put them in crepes and cucumbers. Okay. One year, um, someone put them in ravioli mm-hmm. and then uh, grilled up the ravioli and then topped it with a vodka sauce. So, you know, people people get creative. Totally. What um, What is your favorite memory or like what is your favorite all time hot dog if you've had one? Um, gosh. There's been so many good ones. I know. You know, the second year, there was a really, really great hot dog that, um, it was a buffalo wing dog. And the guy, he wasn't even, like, there's a lot of food people that, that compete. People who are chefs or mm-hmm. uh, people who are just a co- kind of in the food world. Mm-hmm. And this guy was on the fringe. So I didn't have, I wasn't expecting him to come <laughs> out like, and just, like, show everyone up. But he, um, he took a hot dog. He hollowed part of it out with a straw and inserted blue cheese. Oh. He breaded it, lightly breaded it, pan fried them, mm-hmm. doused it in a hot wing sauce, mm-hmm. and served it on a celery stalk. That's pretty clever. It was, it was quite involved, but it was delicious. It was really great. Oh, that's really thoughtful, actually. Yeah, I was really it's impressed. It's all contained the blue cheese, everything that you need for. Uh, wing yeah. idea concept, and I think you know a lot of times the dogs that that perform well in the competition. We have you know we have audience members that judge, and then we have professional judges mm-hmm. uh, from the food world come in. Uh, they're co- they're classic combinations of things that people already know that they like. You know, usually yeah. outside of hot dogs, and you just kind of bring it into a hot dog and integrate right, it. Right, right. It's that tongue and cheek kind of like reference or something. Yeah, some, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think it's. You know, I think it. I think that there's a chance for for really fancy dogs, but also like really simple, classic dogs. Do yeah, well. that's true. There's a good mix. Yeah, people take it pretty. Do you seriously. miss competing? Because at first you would make some hot dogs in, in your when it yeah. was in your backyard. I tried. It was a little a little difficult to manage. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I should mention that this whole thing is organized by like three wonderful like, <laughs> just like pro bono. <laughs> People, including Kara. Yeah, I've been, um, as the event got larger, more people got on board. And so I've been working with um, my friends Jenny and Melissa, who have really stepped up and really are are part of the operation. It's a tightly run ship, too. It's not like things are, are unanswered. It's it's very well, well run. When you, Thank when, you. 
you know, when we set these goals and we make these commitments to the food bank, we really want to honor them. And then we we take safety, food safety seriously. So we've got our, you know, we've got our permits there and we, you know, have our liquor licenses and our insurance, you know, all these things that when it was in our backyard, we never even had to think about. But as we're getting larger scale, you know, we really... 600 people, yeah. Yeah, we're really trying... And, right. and now there's a grill master I hear, uh, a friend of ours who was on the show like three weeks ago. Yeah, we're super psyched that Dan, Dan Delaney, Delaney yeah. Yeah, from the Brisket Lab is going to be helping out Melissa running all the grills. And I mean, that's a really important part of the competition that the chefs have their grills up and going. And then when they start to kind of flame out that, you know, someone's there to kind of stoke them and keep them going. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, we're excited that he'll be there. Yeah, nothing like having someone to tap when you're like trying to frankly frantically make hot dogs and the grill doesn't work or something. Yeah, like and that. it's a really thankless job standing uh-huh. in front of the hot <laughs> grills on a really warm day. Oh my god! Yeah, last last year was a hundred degrees. Yes, and it was all outdoors. Yeah, last we'll year um, it was great when we had it at Kelso. Kelso's been um, providing our the beer. Uh, for the Forever. event for yeah for years and last year we hosted it outside of their brewery out on uh, out over in Clinton Hill and um, they had a great idea of running a sprinkler <laughs> across the street and I think it's what saved the event yeah <laughs> it was 100 degrees yeah so um, we will be doing that again this year oh good wonderful so if you haven't got your tickets um, there's still time and any ticket sales now go directly to the food bank because you guys have crossed the margin where you've covered the expenses basically yeah every dollar that comes in from tickets goes to the food bank so, so check out the great hot cookoff.com and it's it's an all you can eat things and drinks are provided and it's uh, right? It yeah. Are included, sorry. Yeah, they're included. There's um, two ticket options, and the higher end one gets you all you can drink. Right. Um, but everyone can Kelso eat. beer, that is. Yeah, they'll have two different kinds of beer, a light and a dark beer there. Um, and I think it's just, you know, it's a, it's a pretty great deal if you're into hot dogs. And then we have... Um, We'll have unlimited ice cream from Steve's really? ice cream, Ooh. and uh, Kombucha Brooklyn will be there giving out That's giving right. out drinks. And we have got, we've got Grady's uh, cold brew iced coffee. Oh, really? Yeah, they'll I be like giving that. out stuff. So there's so many other treats, uh, and it's also family. Before friendly. when it was all beer, <laughs> <laughs> and I guess water somewhere, but we were in a, in the brewery, so it was like, where's the water? Oh, I'll just have a beer. <laughs> It was a little insane. So I'm glad it's, there's kombucha yeah. and coffee to stay alert. It's <laughs> wonderful. And it's been interesting. People kind of come out of the woodwork and say, oh, we've got some product we'd love to give to you guys. Mm-hmm. Especially when they it comes to it, uh, yeah. non-alcoholic liquids, we will take them. Because yeah. you know, it's so hot. It mm-hmm. keeps, everyone, keeps everyone going. Uh, I can't wait. And so that's, okay, so that's all happening this Saturday. I just want to remind everyone. It's a seventh annual one. And uh, what else? Well, it's at this new location, which is really, really kind the of The Pfizer unique. building is, yeah, a new, like, it's recently relaunched as, as not the pharmaceutical company, but <laughs> yeah, as they, a warehouse space. And Yeah, they, um, Pfizer left, and there was a big battle for the, for the building, and this, uh, this real estate company bought it, and they've turned it into this amazing space with a lot of food um, production companies okay. there. People's Pops were just on here, and they yeah. operate They're out of there. the warehouse there. Brisket Lab, McClure's. Um, it's kind of a cool combination. And then they also do a lot of um, video shoots and film there. Oh, okay. So the other day when we were um, 
prepping. Uh, we saw Kira Knightley walking around. And, what? Uh, <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Um, so it's like a really, really unique space. The, the, it's the, in Williamsburg. Yeah, it's right off the G-Stop. And so it's uh, at Flushing Avenue. So it's really convenient. Um, and the space is amazing. I think that this is really going to be just the first of many events for them because the um, the owner of the space, Jeff, is just you know quite a visionary and he's uh, up for taking a lot of chances. He's the one that um, owns the building that the Brooklyn Grange is on. Okay. So um, gotcha. he's you know he's he's a like-minded he's, guy. Exactly. He's a like-minded food guy. Yeah. That's that's really cool. And it's really great that you guys have the first big event there. Yeah. Congratulations. It's, it's fun. It's, it's exciting to be able to kick it off and it's uh, been fun that they've been able to be part of it and you know hopefully kind of set a set a model for future events for them. I can't wait to see how it how it goes there. Um so we'll be right back. We're going to cut to a quick little musical interlude and we'll be back chatting with Karamasi of the Great Hot Dog Cookoff. to Reasoning by Malcolm. I need a new computer. I guess I'm going to have to go to the Apple Store. What? Don't go to the Apple Store. Go to TechServe. What's TechServe? I thought Apple Store was the only choice. No, you're crazy. TechServe is so much better than the Apple Store. They're New York's original and still the best Apple computer, iPod, and iPhone store and repair shop. Plus, the store is really cool. You got to go check it out. They're located at 119 West 23rd Street. Well, that settles it. I'm, I'm headed to TechServe. TechServe is a proud sponsor of HeritageRadioNetwork.org. For more information, visit TechServe.com. That's T-E-K-S-E-R-V-E.com. All right, we're back on Let's Eat In. I'm your host, Kathy Irway. This is uh, Kara Mossy's episode today. And we're talking about the great hot dog cook-off, which she has been running for seven years now. Um, Kara's also had an extensive food, illustrious background in this sort of underground Brooklyn food world because she ran a supper club called Ted and Amy Supper Club for, I don't know, seven, eight, how long? A long time. It felt like a while. Yeah. A long time. Um, so, yeah, and it recently sort of, not, not folded, but just started a new chapter because you moved to a totally different location um, than the great big dining room filled supper club appropriate place that you used to live in. Yeah, I was blessed with such an amazing apartment. It was one of those like rare deals where you kind of move in, you don't even know what you're getting into, and then you have this gorgeous space. And I was like, I am never, I never want to regret that I didn't really fully use this space. Mm So, um, with a couple folding tables, I was able to make that giant, giant dining area, and 
started that supper club and it was so fun to be able to have you there as a guest chef and then to have you teaching cooking classes it was really great yeah it was also a cooking class workshop it, w- it was amazing i mean you must have started out as like the the queen of party hosting <laughs> dinner party hosting and then it just evolved into this tradition yeah of- it was really kind of fun because i i like to cook when i started but by the end just my appreciation for for cooking had completely evolved and my skills had improved and I learned so much from other people bringing in other people who were really pros at, at certain kinds of cooking or certain cuisines and watch how different people use the kitchen in ways you know that mm-hmm. I would never have imagined and so um, yeah it was a really great run and you know, it may it may come back. We in have some form, um, yeah. have a couple of people who have reached out about doing some special events. Um, so we'll see. Maybe the Pfizer building. <laughs> it could be. That it could, could be. Yeah. We could fit a lot of people yeah, in there. Yeah, you could. <laughs> that would be really fun. And I, I don't know. I mean, people were always talking about the underground supper clubs. I remember, like, every other, like... Uh, week I get some press you know person emailing me calling me about some article they're writing about underground underground supper clubs um do you think that this is like a trend that is going uh it's it's not it's kind of cooling down a bit yeah I think so and when I started I had there had been a couple supper clubs I had heard of and then over the over the years, over the four or five years I was doing the supper club, it, the market really got saturated. Yes, exactly. you know, in one way there was definitely room for it. I'd have more people RSVP to the meals than I had seats for, so um, that was pretty cool. But then I saw something kind of strange happen. There were people who who popped up with these businesses, basically trying to um, make it easier for people to find supper clubs. Which and I won't name, but I know all there's about a, There's a whole yeah. bunch of them. They used to call me all the time and say, can we tap your tap your brain? And it, it kind of changed things because people were trying to make money off of the people doing the supper clubs. And I think, you know, the original people doing the dinners, it wasn't really about making money. It was about covering your costs and maybe, you know, bringing in a few dollars. But... Um, is it about playing chef yeah, in your own home? Exactly, exactly, and, and providing people, fun. Yeah. yeah, with a really unique dining experience. And look, for me, the coolest thing about what I what I was doing is um, having all these people come together that wouldn't normally hang out outside mm-hmm. of outside of my home. And a lot of people would sign up for dinners by themselves. Yeah. So um, it was a great place for people to meet each other and hang out. And um, that whole coming together thing that doesn't happen when you go to like a regular restaurant was was sort of unique. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, I think, a trend. But if it gets more people, um, you know, cooking at home and having people over and having, you know, more people going to other people's houses to eat, I right. think that's just a good thing because, as you know, um, there's benefits to, uh, to like focusing on and understanding what you are eating mm-hmm. and learning how to cook at home. And, and I think that even that, just like in its simplest form, throwing a dinner party has such a uh, contagious and inspiring effect on on everyone who comes. It's like, oh, I want to do this next. Yeah, dinner parties are almost always really fun. Even, <laughs> you know, whether you're a guest or you're there. I mean, just there. Are, you know, compared to how many times we go out to restaurants, and like half the times you don't even remember. But you know, dinner parties are just there's so much. You richer. don't remember the restaurants. Well, really? you know, like you know, you come out to dinner and it's like, oh, another dinner. But you know, people when you're in someone's home and you're having home cooked f- food, everything. I think the experience is just more rich. And, I see what you mean. You know, yeah, and you can linger. Yeah. Right. And you could save a lot of money. <laughs> totally. 
huh, and you could sleep over. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what was fun at Supper Club is when you would see two people that came to dinner separately, but then they would leave together at the end of the night. What? That's oh why I'd be God. like, yes, it's working. <laughs> well, matchmaker here. I know. It was kind well, of fun. So, more on that topic, maybe you can answer this for other people, too, since you're, like, the hostess with the mostest. Um, but what is your ultimate date meal? Hmm. <laughs> you're like, That's I would good. like, I could go for that now. Hot <laughs> dogs now. No. Um, uh, I mean, I love, I love, um, I love pasta. I love making pasta, mm-hmm. especially risotto. So my sort of go-to is like a warm comfort food, like risotto in the winter. Uh, I hear you on that. Yeah, in the summer, definitely something on the grill. Something, uh, you know, two people getting together over the hot coals, cooking yeah. um, is kind of fun. Cool. I like that answer. So just anything on the grill, like you could just throw steaks, for example. Yeah, I love skirt steaks are sort of my go-to. Skirt steaks? Yeah, they're always like, like you know, they're they're a good price. Yeah, that's true. Just marinate them a little bit. Do you marinate them before? Yeah, not always, but a little like a little lime and garlic. Lime and garlic? Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's pretty good. Spices, just salt and pepper. That's it. Keep it easy. Okay, (laughs) nice. All right. What would you serve that with? Uh, I think just a fresh salad. Maybe a corn salad in the a summer. Corn salad. Mm. I would have. I would thought you'd say throw the corn on the grill, but actually you could do that first and then shuck yeah. them off and then mix it up. Yeah. That sounds really good to me right now. I know. I'm ready for August foods. Mm. The corn and the tomatoes. Very good. Maybe maybe we'll see some of that at the hot dog cook-off. Some, I, I've seen corn on, on hot dogs before because it's summer. Yeah, I think the, the winning recipe a few years ago was uh, a corn. Right. A corn dog. A corn... Not a corn dog, but like a corn, corn salsa, fresh corn salsa topped dog of some yeah, sort. Yeah, it was played delicious. off, like you said, like, you know, find things that people already like and everyone loves the grilled corn with the um the crema and the lime and the mm-hmm. um the little spice on it and so that's what the chef did and mm-hmm. it was a crowd pleaser so now everyone has sent you the description of the hot dogs that they're planning to make by now do you have a teaser about like is there anything crazier crazier than mine I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there are some crazy dogs um we have, um, let's see. Or what's Mile End going to make? Like, I'm excited about that. Let's see what. The Mile End is doing a pretty pretty modest dog. Theirs is just, um, they're all beef dog and a poppy bun roll, poppy bun with a relish and chopped onion. So that's, that's, hum- that's kind of mild. Um, but, you know, we have, um, we have some returning winners this year. So we have some dogs, uh, a, a winner, our friend Carol, is competing okay. this year. She's got a, a slow simmered barbecue sauce, smoky cheddar, pickled jalapenos on ho- on a homemade onion roll with the Applegate dog. Oh, homemade rolls! That's, That's crazy, right? Have fun That's baking great. this week. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Um, we have uh, some Franks and beans are going to be making an appearance. Uh, we got a couple a couple homemade sense. slaws. Okay. We have a vegetarian that's competing. Okay. My friend Dave is competing, and he's breading a, uh, a hot dog and doing a, a General Tso's uh, spicy I sweet have, sauce on th- it. That's going to be crazy. I can't wait to see how that 
works, but that's pretty out there, that yeah, concept-wise. We have a couple people doing the fried dogs, uh, so it should be... Fried should be dogs? Really? They're going to deep yeah. fry them, even though there's grills? Okay. Yeah, they're... Whatever. They're crazy. The, the <laughs> first year, the first cook-off, even though it was pretty small, we did have a deep fryer there. Mm-hmm. We had these guys from... Um, from Connecticut where I went to school came up like it was the hot dog place in town they came up to, to Brooklyn and brought their deep fryer and everyone's like oh my gosh they're gonna win uh-huh. people weren't impressed no. no they just they just deep fried a hot dog like batter or what like tempura like yeah what? well know. like Crift Dogs does a lot oh, of deep fried oh that's right okay and uh they just kind of give it that ec- the outside gets crispy it gives it that extra snap mm. <laughs> I kind of like it I guess I guess that makes sense. I don't know. I wouldn't want to be standing over the deep fryer. No, in the it's, summer. Yeah, it's ambitious and it's definitely a little, a little dangerous. Um, uh, any more teasers on on my competition for this Saturday? Um, what about a hot dog play on the Vietnamese shrimp and papaya salad and summer rolls? I think I know who's making that. <laughs> um, we have two two different teams are competing side by side. It's kind of a theme. One dog is called the reinstated Wall Street executive dog, and next to them will be the 99% dog. I remember this this one from last year. Yeah. Somebody, or maybe two years ago, somebody made that. The Wall Street dog is like always over the top, so this year they're going to have um, mushrooms, onions, bacon, blue cheese, uh, and like a... And a wine sauce and reduced wine sauce yikes it's kind of kind of ridiculous and then their competitors right next door will have um mac and cheese crispy onion fritos on top and uh, a little relish so you know it's definitely high brow low brow this is so fun yeah it's gonna be, it's really gonna be it's really gonna be great and uh i don't see any lobster on the menu this year okay last year somebody won by topping their hot dog with a lobster salad it was. Uh, it I don't was, know how. I don't want to know how much they spent. <laughs> it was quite the crowd pleaser, but uh, it was a delicious hot dog. Totally. It was. You can't go wrong. A it's a hot fancy. dog plus a lobster roll, <laughs> or vice versa. I don't know. <laughs> Two of everyone's favorite. Yeah, things. exactly. Um, but yeah, the, cool. I mean, everyone seemed to love it. So. So we'll see which one uh, wins this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. excited. Yeah, and we've got so many great prizes. We've got um, Dutch ovens from Le Creuset, which I think everyone can use an, another you Dutch can oven. Use one. <laughs> uh, we got like really great knife sets from Wusthof and soda stream machines. Okay. Um, you know, all sorts of stuff. Fairway gave a bunch of gift cards, and uh, it's going to be fun. All right. <laughs> well, root me on, please. Um, and come by and check it out. It's all for a good cause this Saturday. And it's only once a year, which makes it, I think, pretty exciting and special and something to look forward to. Yes, if you miss it. So, if you miss it this weekend, you're going to have to wait another year. year. So don't hesitate. So thanks so much for, for sharing the whole story about this cook-off. Oh. And thanks so much for doing it, by the way, for... <laughs> For for the sake of us to to be silly and compete, Thank but also you guys. I mean, most of all for the food bank. So. It's the chefs. The chefs are really the soul of the event because you guys, it's your creativity and your our stupidity. <laughs> yeah, but that's what makes it so exciting, and um, you know, allows us to raise a lot of money. So thank all you. All right, so I'll I'll be folding. Um, oh, I don't want to say I'll be preparing for the next few days. <laughs> I'll see you later. (laughs) And thanks so much for listening. Thanks, Jack and Joe at Heritage Radio Network.
and we'll see you next week on Let's Eat In. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our programs archived on our website or by searching iTunes for Heritage Radio Network. You can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website. Thanks for listening. You know a man can't grow